This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Baloo Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Hope your Halloween went well. Man, I was busy handing out the candy last night. And we actually had some left over, which will be good. Ready to dive into some of those Reese's Cups. Thought about maybe bringing some of it to the station and let the boys dive in. I think I might do that tomorrow. DT, how'd the Halloween go? Did you go trick-or-treating last night? Uh, no, I missed out on some of the trick-or-treating. Did get to, took a walk around the neighborhood. Um, enjoyed the uh, the festivities. So, so yeah. many cute uh, girls and boys going around through our neighborhood. You love it. It's so much fun. I was telling them, look, reach in there and grab a handful. Get all you can while you can, right, Buck? <laughs> and a lot of polite kids, too. They were reluctant to really take too much. They would just take one sucker. It's good to hear. Did you, now are you, piece of candy. are you the dad that dresses up to, to hand out candy or anything? I had a mask. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's good and simple. Me and Bo, the dog, were answering the door. <laughs> What's, uh, what does Bo dress as? Uh, Bo just went as Bo. That's a lazy puppy. Everybody wanted to pet him. He's a people person. Good boy. Yeah, he's real friendly. Sort of unlike Lane Kiffin. A rousing interview on the, oh, the locker yeah, that this was morning. Good. That, was that, was, that was really entertaining stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Road Dog's got a girl at home. I bet uh, he went trick or treating last night. Yeah, we met up with some of her friends, cheerleading friends, and we went around on the back of a tractor that oh, was wow. pulling like a hayride throughout the neighborhood. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun, and you hop on, hop off. It was really a lot of fun. She had a great time. Got a lot of candy. Now, were you dressed up as a Georgia fan? Yeah, good job. I knew we could count on you. Speaking of Georgia, let's get to the big take. Bucks Big Take. The 13-person college football playoff committee all agree. The Ohio State Buckeyes deserve to be number one. They've got that big win at Notre Dame and a home win over Penn State. Plus... On offense, they've got difference makers. Now, that's not me talking. That's the committee talking. The knock on number two, Georgia, zero top 25 wins and a strength of schedule that checks in at number 100. Same criticism on number three, Michigan. Number four, Florida State, they got slapped because they play in the ACC which has only one other ranked team besides Florida State. Now, know this. Finish in the top four 
and you control your own destiny as it relates to the national championship. So my advice, don't freak out over this. The first of six college football playoff rankings. We got five more to come. Ohio State isn't going to win the Big Ten, much less the Natty. Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State would all kick their butts. Shock jock. In spite of what the committee members believe. Because as you know... Coach Day's boys, they're soft. They're not tough. They're soft. Watch it, Buck. He's going to be coming after you in the postgame comments. Yeah. So, look, I wouldn't get all upset over this. And I know some people are. And as you've probably figured out by now, uh, head coaches, whether they're in the top four or just outside the top four or maybe just in the top 25, These coaches, they don't pay attention to this nonsense. And neither do the players. Neither do the players. They don't have time for this. Yeah, when you asked uh, Cedric uh, Monday that we played yesterday if he was going to pay any attention, his answer was as quickly as it could have been, no. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see a lot of these college students or hear about them sitting around looking at the TV a heck of a lot. So, yeah, I wouldn't freak out now as a fan, a fanatic. It's what fan is short for. Hey, it gives us a lot of content to talk about. Look at me. I'm leading with it today. And looking at that 13-person college football playoff committee, you know, I wonder why some of these people are on the committee. I've got names. You probably wouldn't recognize a lot of them. But, again, there are five more to come. As long as you're in the top four, you got a shot to win the national championship. As a matter of fact, let's hear from the uh, the head of the committee, uh, some dude named Boo Kerrigan, and he's talking about why Ohio State is number one. The win over Penn State, you know, the win at Notre Dame, the win at Wisconsin, you know, a top five defense. Looking at who they are, what they've done this year, Georgia with the big win over Florida, the, the win over Kentucky, you know, when, when you're weighing these things out, and, and you know this, I mean, everything's been, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not wide gaps that, that we're talking about and that we're looking at. So, you know, at the end of it, the 13 uh, members of the committee came up with Ohio State one based on, you know, kind of the resume to date. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I would imagine there are a few people out there that are thrilled that Ohio State's number one. Probably Kirk Herbstreet's very pleased with that. Former Buckeye. Bobby Carpenter, who you see a lot doing some sports talk radio up in Buckeye land. He's he's had Ohio State number one from day one. Homer. And if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, don't get too upset with this. The strength of schedule with the Georgia Bulldogs, that is about to improve. The idea that they have zero top 25 wins, that is about to change. You get Missouri at home coming up Saturday. They're ranked number 12. You got Ole Miss coming up after that at home at Sanford Stadium. They're ranked number 10. Then you got Tennessee coming up. You go to Knoxville for that one. Volunteers are ranked number 17. So you're going to go back to back to back with top 25 teams. 
the fact that you've won back-to-back national championships should have people's attention. And so your resume is going to look a lot better in three weeks. And Georgia, most likely, if they can run the table on Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, will slide back into that number one spot. Uh, What is Kirby thinking about all this? Let's hear from Kirby Smart, DT, talking about how they they need to just focus on winning at home. Yeah, I think it's a... a it's a collective effort, right? I mean, it's like, hey, we all chip in on this. We practice hard. We beat the hell out of each other out there at practice. And we, we want to put a good uh, product on the field. We want to defend our turf. We feel like championship teams in Georgia have, have not lost at home. And so you better not lose at home if you want to be a championship program. Um, and we have a, you know, a wall that kind of says that. Like, you better not lose at home if you want to do something special. And um, the atmosphere has helped with that. Yeah, and you'll, uh, Michigan, too, their their resume will improve. They uh, Strength of schedule for them is number 111, but they've got Penn State ranked 11th coming up. you got Ohio State on the horizon right now checking in at number one. So Michigan, their resume will improve also. The fact that Georgia's two-time defending champs, the committee, I'm sure, trying to ignore that. Little impact with the committee as far as this vote goes. And they are probably in the room behind closed doors, and they're talking about how this is a new Georgia team. It's got new players, different players, new offensive coordinator. This is different than the team that won it a year ago and the team that won it two years ago. That's what they're telling themselves. Now, behind closed doors, I'm sure Kirby is going to use this as motivation. Tell his team they've been disrespected that they've got to go out and prove to these committee members who the top team in the country is. They disposed of Ohio State in the college football playoffs, and they'll do it again if they get that opportunity. Now, let's go out there and practice at 110%. Let's go get them. Buck's Big Take is brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. For your HVAC repair, contact locally owned Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Whenever you need relief from a plumbing problem, go with a team I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. More information at dupreeplumbing.com. They do excellent work. Love those guys. And I think you will too. So right now, Georgia and Michigan, they've been downgraded because of their schedule. But don't, shouldn't the committee members look at the teams? I mean, they've got all these, they've got some former coaches on the uh, committee. You got Jim Grobe, retired Wake Forest coach. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, Joe Taylor, uh, ex-head coach at Florida, Florida A&M with the Rattlers. He he knows what football, uh, college football is all about. But this thing's loaded up with athletic directors. Mitch Barnhart, AD at Kentucky. Hey, Boo Kerrigan, he's the AD at NC State. Utah AD, Michigan AD, Miami of Ohio AD, K-State AD. Got uh, one woman that is a former sports writer with the USA Today a business leader 
president of an energy co- corporation. I'm not sure how he fits into this thing. But uh, that's what we got last night, brother. But again, don't get too concerned about it. All right, coming up on the other side, Tyke Smith's going to join me. The Bulldog defense back. He loves to hit somebody. We'll check in with him. Got some Georgia Tech talk. And, of course, our weekly visit with NFL insider Chris Mortensen. Coming up next, you got the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Listening to the college football voice of the South, home of the Braves, home of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs, the number two Georgia Bulldogs. And you got the Buck Baloo show here on the fan. That doesn't sound right, Buck. They've been number one in the AP poll for like four years. Well, right now, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just doesn't sound right. You just want to be in the mix right now. Near, oh, yeah. No, really. Near the top. It's just semantics. I'm just joking. It just doesn't sound right. Never, you just want to be in that top four. Right? I mean, and I don't think there are a go. lot of these players at Georgia this morning bumping into each other and, and saying, can you believe the committee put us number two? Yeah, that, if they are talking about it, it's, it's, only, it's only a motiva- motivating factor for Kirby Smart and company, imagine. Well, you can listen to 680 The Fan multiple ways. you got 680 AM, 937 FM. Hey, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. And get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up at Beaver Toyota in Coming. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. That's right, ESPN. Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Every week this time, Mort, we're sitting here in Atlanta and we're waiting, not patiently, but we're waiting to find out who our quarterback's going to be the Sunday against the Minneapolis Vikings. Any inside information, Mort? What do you got for us? Well, they they have made the decision. <laughs> they just I haven't know, told us yet. I know because everybody I know in the building is not answering a phone or uh, text. <laughs> okay? So they've made the decision. Now, I started taking a look. Okay, how did Heineke... Or did Heineke play against the Minnesota Vikings last year? The answer is yes. 
it was uh, early start when he was with the Commanders. Right. But uh, he lost. It was a very average game. Uh, but the problem is that Brian Forrest is the defensive coordinator now in Minnesota. So I'm not sure it matters other than personnel. And uh, to me, it's uh, I think it's a really interesting decision. And at this point, you just can't worry about the psyche of Desmond Ritter. Said that right. And, you know, then the other thing is, is Heineke really a full-time starter? Well, considering that Ritter, I think, is fairly mature, he can come back and play. You know, if, if, if Heineke goes south, and this is all my opinion, obviously. Yeah. But uh, a team needs a spark, especially with the Grady Jarrett's ACL injury, which is really almost bigger news than the quarterback. Yeah, and uh, we'll know something a little later. Arthur uh, Smith has promised us he would tell us at some point in time during the day. Yeah. The uh, The Vikings got him a new quarterback, so we'll see Jaron Hall on Sunday, the rookie out of BYU. But they went out and got Joshua Dobbs, local area kid, started Alpharetta High School, played with the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, bring him in. Uh, boy, that is a, a terrible loss for them, losing their quarterback, Mort. Yeah, and, and Cousins has always been a good quarterback. You can't say he's been one of the top eight or ten, but reliable, doesn't miss games. And uh, was having maybe his best season. Uh, you hate it for him. And uh, on Dobbs, it's kind of interesting. I'm going to start Jaron Hall. But remember a year ago, the Titans traded for Dobbs from Cleveland before they were about to play their biggest AFC South game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. In that same week, Dobbs beat out uh, Malik Willis and started the game and played pretty darn well. I think we might see Dobbs in this game. Yeah, Dobbs, very intelligent, uh, very talented guy. He's been through more coordinators and offensive systems than Jason Campbell did back in the day when he was bouncing around the league. Uh, sort of feel sorry for Dobbs, but... Looking for him to get an opportunity. More trade deadline went down yesterday. Falcons picked up a defensive lineman trying to fill, uh, try to fill some of the, the void with Grady Jarrett moving on. But a lot of these Falcons fans think they didn't do enough. Well, I mean, listen, it's hard. When you're doing it in the last 48 hours, you got contracts and, and, and compensation. And when other teams know they have you, they're going to ask for a lot, and teams aren't teams aren't trading, you know, stud stud defensive, especially defensive tackles. Other I than the uh, commanders, I think defensive tackles have equal value to defensive ends. Yeah, if, if you want to go trade for Chase Young or um, you know, Montez Sweat, you know, and you want to give up that compensation. I was surprised the 49ers got young as cheaply as they did. Uh, Sweat's been a better player, but Sweat's played hurt, too. So, Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the Niners now with, I believe, is five first-round picks playing on their defensive line, adding Chase Young to that mix. But they're built to yeah, win right now. Fine. I mean, they're looking to get it done right. today. What's that? So the Niners are looking to win it all right now this season. So I, I could see why they would make that move and bring him in. Yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was a great move. Uh, you know, they actually had a higher priority. They were looking for a speed receiver, and could and, and they were desperate to find one, and nobody nobody would uh, work with them on it. So, but Chase Young's a pretty good pickup because Nick Bosa's been a disappointment, and Bosa, to his credit, admitted that sitting out as long as he did was a poor choice. Yeah. More, what about uh, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler uh, getting fired out in Las Vegas, the Raiders cutting them loose, Mark Davis uh, saying that they uh, really underachieved. They expected them to take them to the next level, but now uh, Davis is saying they'll have a comprehensive search for a head coach and general manager once the season is complete. What do you make of all this? Well, it's the Raiders. Uh you know, I was texting Jeff Saturday yesterday. We were talking about Devontae Adams and the trade deadline. And I says, the owner's going to tell Devontae he's firing Jeff, I mean, Josh McDaniels anyway. I, I, I actually told him that. He, he actually mentioned that on TV. He said, well, he said, it's not a good idea to do it in the middle of the season. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, it, you know, Mark Davis is following the same pattern of Al at the end. We do forget that the Raiders were a powerhouse franchise in this in this league for a long time. But near the end, it was getting to be, let's fire a coach every other year. And I'm not saying this wasn't justified, but uh, we'll see who picks the coach. That's, tell me who's going to pick the coach. Yeah, and why wait until the end of the season uh, for the comprehensive search to get underway? He's teasing about that, right? I mean, they're going to go ahead and start examining this right now. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Mort, I've got an Al Davis story. So I'm playing for in the East-West Shrine game out at Stanford, the college all-star game. And so we go out to practice, and I've got Anthony Hancock out of Tennessee, wide receiver, a deep ball threat. He immediately, as we go out and we're getting warmed up at the beginning of practice, he says, uh, start throwing me the ball deep. He's wanting to go deep. And, and I'm saying, well, why are you we're just getting the practice started? Why do you want to go deep already? And he said, look over there. And there's a limousine pulling up and parking behind the bench on the 50-yard line on the opposite side of the field we're on. And then I see the driver get out, and he opens the door, the back door to the limousine, and out gets Al Davis dressed in all white, and he leans up against the limo, and at that point I start heaving it deep to Anthony Hancock, who's trying to impress Al Davis because, you know, Al had that philosophy of speed kills. Oh, yeah, no no doubt. You know what? I had a, I had a, I had a long up-and-down relationship with Al Davis, but I must admit I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, if if you could run, good chance you had a chance to be drafted by the Raiders. Yeah, Cliff Branch comes to mind. Getting deep. More yeah, among, among others. Some didn't work out. Some did. 
That limousine pulled up, and Al Davis got out. That was that was a so good memory said, looking back on that. Arm a little bit more. Well, I you know I started heaving it about fifty five yards down the field and letting Hancock go after it. Well, heck, I mean, I thought you could throw seventy. No, that was Barkowski. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> more great stuff as always. Uh, We'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm sure we're here in the quarterback here any minute now. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a text when it comes down. All right. We'll talk to you. Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joining us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. Great having Mort on every week talking NFL football. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report, improving the health of the community in all we do. Yeah, George is still trying to get this offensive tackle situation, right offensive tackle figured out. Amarius Mims, who started the year, had that high ankle sprain, got that tightrope surgery done, and he's getting closer and closer to being able to regain his starting status at the right offensive tackle spot. Kirby saying that Mims is doing extra work uh, before and after practice this week. And then Kirby also saying that he's got to prove that he's the best available player to play in the game on Saturday. And so didn't quite uh, show that off last week as uh, Xavier Truss started at right tackle again, the former left guard. And so Mims trying to get back in there, getting closer to playing Saturday. Maybe we'll see him against Missouri. And he looks like a guy that uh, when I see Amarius Mims, I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking NFL. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I see out of him. Hey, let's talk a little Georgia Tech football while we have a moment here. Uh, Georgia Tech with a 2 o'clock kickoff, toe meets leather up in Charlottesville. So they take on a 2-6 and six Virginia team that made a lot of noise two weeks ago and they upset North Carolina 31-27. Then last week, they went on the road again, went down to Miami, and almost took down the Hurricanes, lost 29-26. The last four games for Virginia, who's in the midst of a horrendous season, they've played all four of these ACC teams close, uh, lost to NC State, which has a solid football team, 24-21, lost to Boston College, 27-24. So you look at... Miami and North Carolina and BC and NC State and you think okay Virginia's 2 and 6 but they might not be as bad as that record indicates and that's what Brent Key's thinking about he's expecting Virginia to play him tough they're playing with a lot of confidence and that's very evident when you watch the film you know, when you look at their team you know they have i think it's four games or three games they've lost by a total of 10 points and or th- in three games and or then three out of four, they've been up, you know, double digits on, on teams and ended up not winning the game. So who does that sound like? I mean, you're talking like this is a, this is a carbon copy that two plays here, three plays there in any, any given game, all right, records can be totally different. So records don't mean anything. Yeah, so you got to look past that, obviously, and he's uh, taking a close look at Virginia coming into the game on Saturday. Tech is caught up in this what's got to be frustrating where they go out and they win, and then the next week they lose, and then they come back and they win, 
And then they go back out there and they lose. And it's win and lose and win and lose. That has got to be so frustrating for Brent Key and this Georgia Tech team that they can't put back-to-back victories together. And this is very important that they break that trend on this Saturday because they need a victory over Virginia to be able to accomplish one of their goals, and that is to get to a bowl game this season. How about Tech? Got to find a way to beat Virginia if you want to go to a bowl game. And I think one of the ways they do that is they get excellent production out of the quarterback, Haynes King, who's really been good this season. I've been impressed. We'll see it from Brent Key talking about how King has been improving during the year. He's a coach on the field. He really is. I think the sky's the limit for him. You look at the improvement he's made in, in, in really 10 months now uh, from, from where he was. And, and at, at a position where a lot of people don't think you can improve you know, the technical aspects, the fundamental parts of it. They say, well, that's how he does this. That's what he's always going to do it. Well, he's completely changed, and his growth comes with you know continued confidence, you know success, but also his growth comes from mistakes. Right? You know, he, he's he's one of the, the rare kind that can you know have success or have failure and learn from both of them. And you know, it's been it's been great to to be around him you know this year, and, and looking forward to you know, many more to come with him. Brent Key there talking about his quarterback, and that is true. Not too long, just a couple of years ago when I was playing quarterback at Georgia, just a minute ago. It is true, you do, when you watch that videotape after the ball games and during the week, and you're watching it over and over again, those, those mistakes that you make really drive you a little bit crazy. And you keep going back to the video. Why did I decide to do that? How did this happen? You're analyzing those mistakes over and over again during the season trying to get all that corrected. Haynes King, though, has, has had a really good season. I've been impressed. I'm sure Joe Ham has, too. Hey, it's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining us now on the Bulldog Roundtable on that Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line, Bulldog defensive back Tyke Smith. Nice job against the Gators. I mean, you guys really settled in defensively after that first possession. No, yeah, no doubt. Uh, definitely think they presented some stuff that we uh, was able to make adjustments to uh, on the sideline after that after that first drive. What was uh, the focus going in? Was it uh, limit the explosives? We hear Coach Smart talking about that from time to time being a big key. And, and they had really struggled on third down situations coming into the matchup with you guys. And you guys did a really good job in both of those areas, the best I can tell. Uh, so definitely uh, the key was uh, definitely uh, eliminate the shots and uh, the explosives uh, and being able to control the line of scrimmage. So uh, trying to make them one-dimensional and then uh, making them play third and long. So um, when you got them in third and long, I think you're able to do, um, do what you want, bring your best pass rushers in on, on uh, third down and let them do what they do. So now you flip the page, right? I mean, it's, right. it's part of the game here. You you got a big game. You, you you love on it. You enjoy it. And then you flip the page in a hurry. Uh, got some dog fans out there a little concerned about a letdown. Uh, what's been the secret? Kirby 
And the coaching staff and, and uh, you players have done an excellent job of preventing that from happening. What What's the key on on showing up every single week? You guys have been really consistent with that. Uh, not listening to the outside noise. Um, just uh, trying to execute a game plan uh, best as possible that the coaches put together. And then just going out there playing as one. Um, not worrying about uh, how or who, like how it get done or like who get it done. Just making sure we all playing as, as a team and as one. Got a chance to look at the Missouri offense last night, and I left very impressed. Uh, they got a trio of really good players. That quarterback's no, no playing definitely. at a high definitely. level. Receiver, uh, they got some receivers that can play. Uh, running back that's having a big season. Offensive line looks pretty solid. This looks like a big challenge for you guys. No, definitely, definitely looking forward to the challenge. Uh, definitely looking to start that uh, game plan with them this afternoon and uh, go from there. So, but definitely looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, Brady Cook, a good decision maker, a lot of experience, a quarterback. And what do you know about this Luther Burden? Highly recruited, highly right. thought of coming in now as a sophomore, having a big season. No, yeah, I think he definitely like top three in the country in receiving yards. Um, also, I think um, they're going, they, he going, he slid right into uh, Dominic uh, Love it, Love it rule with the role that Dominic right. last year. Yeah. So uh, just. Just being able to watch the tape from last year, um, see what they tried to, uh, what they did with Dom, and um, I think they had a good game playing last year. It was a tough game, uh, especially tough tough environment when we went there. So I think they're gonna try to watch film from that, see what they could have, uh, what shots they could have had, what plays they could have had. Bands that they're gonna use from the same way I think they uh, they tried to use Dominic Lovett last year. So definitely looking forward to the challenge. Obviously, back home between the hedges at Sanford Stadium, this Bulldog fan base, say. Eh? They don't suffer from letdowns. They are fired up and ready to go. What, what's your message to those fans showing up on Saturday? Uh, we definitely going to need them to uh, come out and show out. Um, and, um, definitely going to be looking forward to them to make an impact on the game, making it in a tough environment. So can't wait to see them. And I know they're going to step up to the test. Tyke, we got the college football playoff ranking coming out. Uh, this is that something you pay attention to? No, we don't really. We ain't really paying attention to that right now. Just trying to take it uh, one game at a time, one week at a time. Trying to be where our feet are today, not trying to really live in the the future. Hey, one uh, one question about the offense. Uh, big big Saturday against the Gators. Uh, Carson Beck playing at a high level. What what impresses you about Beck and, and the job he's done this season? Uh, his 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 uh, his way to stay calm and collective. Um, the way he did the, the job he done leading the offense. Um, I think he been offense in, in good situations. Um, not too many third and longs or making bad decisions. So I think his decision making been a been the biggest thing. It really has. Tyke, keep up the good work. We appreciate your time, man. No, I appreciate y'all too. Good having him on. Heads up, man. We got two back to back weeks of free 680 Harris Tailgate Central Series tailgates. Going on in Athens. We'll be there. Loud and proud behind the Athens banner, Herald. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, The Long Drink, Jim Beam, Corona, Body Armor, Flash IV, and Zero FG Energy Drink. Get your free tickets right now at 680thefan.com slash tailgate central. Now, you, you know you got to be 21 or older to enter, but uh, you you might want to go ahead and get signed up, and we'll see you there. All right, coming up next, the Falcons' big reveal coming up later today. We'll get you coached up next. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. 
like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. Try to see things my way Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. DT dancing back there in the engineer studio. This is good stuff right here, Buck. Come on. Road Dog tapping his foot, too, wearing the Georgia gear. Road Dog's ready, man. We're heading over to the Georgia game on Saturday. Got my media credential. There's nothing quite like having that media credential. They've got a seat for you. They got lunch. If you want lunch, they'll feed you. Got the Coke machine over there. You can get something to drink. That press box is hard to beat. And uh, taking my boys over there, too. They're going to check out the game on Saturday. Braden and Rhett. Looking forward to uh, seeing Georgia beat up on Missouri. Right now, though, we're waiting on the big reveal to come down. I'm going to be off the air when the news comes down. I'm going to chime in on Twitter and social media, though. So the Falcons and Art, the head coach, Arthur Smith, will give us the big reveal a little later today. I'm sure the team, the organization, the fan base will all be listening and watching to see what the decision's going to be. Will it be Desmond Ritter? Who I just checked, uh, number 25 in total QBR. Number 25. 32-team league. He's number 25. Or will it be Taylor Heineke? With his performance coming off the bench last week, he would be number four in total QBR. A little bit, seems to be a big difference there. You got one guy performance level at the bottom of the league with the quarterbacks, and you got one guy with a little bit of playing time would be at close to the top of the league with the performance level he provided coming off the bench last week. And as I get ready for the big reveal, I'm thinking, okay, what is the priority? What is the top priority for my team, the Atlanta Falcons? Is it winning? Or is it protecting yourself from looking foolish with the decision to go with Ritter this season? Who, you know, I gave you my opinion coming into the year as they were cramming Ritter down our throat. He's, his work ethic is like nothing we've ever seen. He's, although he's really still a rookie, he's still a leader in this 
locker room. It's heard. I He's going to be right. a tremendous quarterback. And I look out, Mahomes, here comes Ritter. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to keep it real and tell you on this show that he was not ready to help us win. And some of you doubted my quarterback evaluation. And I, I, I'm good with that. But what's the priority? Is it winning? Or is it protecting yourself from looking bad? We'll find out later today. 404-231-1680, the number. Wondering what some of you fans are thinking. What are you expecting to hear out of art later this morning? DT, you want to lead the way with that one? Well, what are you expecting to hear? Um, all that being said, what you just said, I expect <clears throat> that he will announce that Desmond Ritter will remain as the starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, you know, I would not be surprised. Yeah, with that. I was going to ask. I mean, what do you actually expect? I know, I know what you believe. Well, should I would happen. expect uh, you would go with a guy that gives you the best shot of winning, and that would be Taylor Heineke. It's hard to disagree with that, Buck. And my biggest problem is what is Arthur? How does Arthur Smith face this team? If it was a noticeable jump, we talked about the 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 pep and the step of all the offensive players. You saw it immediately in that in the beginning of that second half. Yeah, you had a legitimate NFL caliber quarterback taking snaps and leading you down the field. Now the question is for Arthur, Terry Fontenot, et cetera. They don't want to look bad. Well, I think it's and it's also though they are looking. <clears throat> pardon me. Obviously, they're looking to the future. They're always you're looking tell to tell me because we're always looking to the future in in this organization. So, be, but do you believe Looking the type Taylor the Heineke future. is the guy that you want? Dude, if they keep doing what they're doing here, Arthur Smith's going to get fired. The, the, future, the chances of that seem getting better. The future is now. This so, is a three-year plan, and this is the third year. So Yeah, so then he needs to start Taylor Heineke. Yeah, think? <laughs> I don't believe that'll be the case, though, Buck. Yeah, I think I'd go with Heineken. Heineke. Heineken, I think some of the boys around here are calling him. And it's not even close. You know, with Heineke, I saw a guy that was sure of himself, that was confident, and he played that way in the game last week. Uh, He was able to identify the defense pre-snap and post-snap, which is important. And when he hit that back step, uh, the ball got out on time. It was going to the right receiver. It was thrown accurately. He was able to... Maneuver the pocket, avoid turnovers, all the things that Ritter could not do. Heineke was doing. And I don't know how Art would look the team in the face if he announces that they're going to stick with Ritter. That's the biggest question. I mean, really, if I'm a member of the Falcons team, I'm thinking, my gosh, what are we doing this for? Makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. No, he's gone on and, and I on. I don't know why you so. would be worried about looking foolish. That's so what I was just about you, to say. You miscalculated what Ritter was going to do. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the only team or front office that made a decision that they regretted. If he sticks with Ritter, he's going to go down with the ship. If that, if that happens. I mean, are they so proud they can't ex- they can't admit that they made a mistake? He's a smart guy, Buck. Who? Coach Smith. So, yeah, he has a yeah. tough time admitting that when he had a, when he made a mistake. Well, I hadn't seen his SAT score. 
I'll have to take your word for it. Sure, he'd be happy to tell, show it to you. It just none of it has made any sense. Uh, the fact that you know you got Arthur Smith, and he's all about. He's one of these coaches that that believes that we're going to knock people off the ball. We're going to cram it down their throat with a run game. That's what we're going to lead with schematically. We're going to be a run first team in a pass first league. And then you bring in a general manager that is not. I mean, he's drafting uh, weapons that are on the perimeter as a, as if they were going to be a pass-first team. You got Kyle Pitts, who's been, just being wasted. His talent's being wasted. A top-five pick. And the scheme doesn't allow him to get the ball consistently enough to get the most out of him. That makes no sense. Then you go Drake London, first receiver off the board in his draft, and they are not taking advantage of his skill set. It's just uh, none of it makes any sense. I mean, no wonder we've had five consecutive losing seasons. And we'll look forward to the reveal coming up later this morning. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. It's been sort of a sad week this week around our house. My oldest son, Braden, a senior, will play his final high school game on Friday against West Forsyth. Uh, the team, our team right now is 1-8. and eight. Coming off a loss, a uh, embarrassing loss to our rival Lambert last week. And our talk at home, uh, the talks I've had with both Braden and Rhett, have been centered around not allowing the disappointment of the season to impact the way they go about working and getting ready for the game this week. Not allowing the disappointment of the season to affect their work and their focus coming into the final game this Friday night coming up. Uh, and, And the thing I've tried to pass along to them is regardless of the score, regardless of your record, that I want you and I hope you will go out and give it all you got and that you would encourage your teammates to do the same. And I sit here today and say that I'm proud of both Braden and Rhett for doing exactly that. Keep up the fight. Never give in. It's one of the life lessons you should learn playing the sport of football. That's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Appreciate you hanging out with me. Let's do it again tomorrow. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.